Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the All Buy the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we have another episode of Downton Abbey, Season 2, Episode 2. We sure do. Um, the, a lot of stuff happens, I guess. Um, I just I just remember this episode just being kind of, like, boring, but a lot of stuff does happen. Like, a lot of stuff. I, I, think, I think this is, like, this is, like, the jumping off point for, like, a lot of stuff that's going to happen. <laughs> Definitely. I, I thought this was pretty jam-packed. There is, there's a lot of uh, questionable actions in this episode, so I guess we'll just get right to it with the, uh, the wonderful intro here with, uh, with Chip the dog. Yep. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> what happened? Um, my volume was on also. <laughs> oh, okay. You said I mute it. All right, there we are. The beginning. Right, we start off this episode <laughs> nice and strong with a squinty-eyed man on a bike. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he's really. I think he's the postman. Yeah, I think he. Is. He's, he's pretty cute. I think so. Yeah, he's a cute little old guy. Um, and then we we have Robert and his new um, footman, right? That's what valet. Oh, valet. Excuse me, not footman. Valet. Um, and William getting a letter. Uh, Mrs. Hughes yelling at Mr. Carson for putting wood in the fire, bending over and tuffing and puffing. Because what do you know? Mr. Carson is doing too much, and, you know, <laughs> we only we only heard of the foreshadowing. We only heard of it. Like, yeah. this guy, he's just, he's a lot. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, we're... Uh, well, whatever. We'll we'll talk about it. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're now we're with um, Lang, who is the the valet of of Robert Crawley, um, trying to get him all dressed up, and then Robert like yells at him in the very beginning because Lang's like, but you know, like you should be wearing it like this or something, and he's like, for good God, man, just do it. Like, don't be blubbering about. Yeah. Yeah, if something's wrong, fix it. Like, stop, like, don't, don't fumble about, like, Hugh Grant. <laughs> um, it is a very British thing to do. And again, uh, Robert's, Robert's still very, he's, he's just still very hurt that he can't go to war. Like, he's just, like, this is just. He's super pissed about it. He will never stop so being pissed mad. about it. He'll never stop being pissed. And, uh, and then we've got, we're now in the kitchen, we're jumping around, it's, of course, it's the very beginning of the episode, lots of jumping around. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, it's the whole Pat episode, Moore. you know. 
is uh, reading a very distressing letter. Yes. Um, and of course, uh, Daisy comes in holding, it looks like this, this thing. I, I want yeah. one. I don't know what it is, but like, <laughs> I want it. It's, it's a, it's, it looks like a, a carrying thing with a lid, like for a slice of cake. Yeah. Like for, for just one a slice for, for yeah. like a large slice of cake, like a large slice of cake or like a slice of cheese. cheese. Like, I, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, cheese. cheese. I, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But like yes. she's, she's walking in with this thing. I want it. I don't know what it is, but like, yeah. And then you know, Daisy's like, you know, what's up? What's up, Mrs. Palmer? What you reading? And Miss Palmer's like, fuck off, Daisy. So like, it's just she's, she's clearly distressed, a, Daisy. Like, come she's on, very distressed. Read the room. Um and oh and William comes in saying that he's been called. He's yep. been called to war, and, and he's, he's gonna really start, excited he's about gonna, it. He's gonna head in for his test or whatever and start the training and things. I think it was a cheese thing because now she's great in cheese, Alessandra. Oh shit! I think it was a cheese holder. Um, That's amazing. And, uh, and she and is William, great in cheese, like, Emily. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> she's great in cheese. Um, and William, I think this is when William asks for a picture of Daisy, because um, you know he thinks they're he thinks they're a thing now. Yeah, um, he thinks they're sweethearts. Like he he says, yes. "My lady and my sweetheart." You know. Yes, he does, and and you know he's just like, and you know he asks for a kiss a couple times in this episode too. So it's just he, uh, he is, he's smitten, and uh, and he's he's ready to go to war with a with a lady waiting wait waiting back on the mainland for him. Mm-hmm. And then we have Cora and O'Brien, and of course O'Brien's being her scheming self, trying to influence Cora's ear, um, trying to get her mm-hmm. to. Uh, bring Thomas to the local hospital for to help out and to aid um, because he's currently somewhere else and she's like, well, why don't you use your, you know, mighty influence for all the money that you're, you know, giving to the hospital. You guys probably can have him come here, right? <laughs> yeah, basically, I think Thomas is a little, so, so Thomas is aware that he won't, he won't get sent back because of the condition of his hand. Like, he's, yeah. he's been fixed. Like, yeah. his hand's fixed now. Um, and he's just really on the mend, and he's just, I guess, tr- they're, I mean, apparently, like, we kind of hear more about it later, but I think, I think O'Brien just wants him to be, to be near them, because, I mean, she probably misses him, they were good, fr- they're good friends, and, yeah. um, but, I mean, Thomas really doesn't have anything to worry about, because he doesn't have to go back to the front, basically. Well, because um, as we, as we remember, in the, be- the end of the first episode of the season, Thomas puts his hand up and, and gets shot through the hand um, in the trenches. So we get to see the yes. wound um, in the rest of the episode. Yes. Um, then we have a, like literally like a five second brief catch up that um, Matthew is on the front. Um, just talking. We, we have to remember that he's still in the war and that his yeah. life is at stake. Like he, he spends he spends literally no time here. <laughs> He spends no yeah. time at the war. He is ba- he's back home visiting all the time. Um, but you know, we still we still need they still need to show that he that his life is in danger. His yep. life is in danger, Alessandra. Well it did um, say at the beginning of the episode that this one takes place in April nineteen seventeen. So I think mm. some some time has passed even since the first uh episode, which I think uh was maybe the beginning of the year or, or something, but um, Possibly. Yeah, uh, I should have looked back on that, but... Um, so basically he's just telling his uh, second-hand man there that he wanted to be transferred, I believe. Let me just read exactly what he says here. Um, he's going 
back to England to, because he asked to be in some general's um, tour instead. Um, and I yeah, guess he's getting... a tour in England. Yeah. Um, a and... couple months of ho- at home and then a promotion to captain. That's what he said, so... To be his ADC. I don't, okay, I don't know really what any of this is. But, I think um, in his ADC. I think it's just, like, his personal army. And so he's requested to, like, be part of, like, a higher-up higher, higher up army. Um, oh, yeah. It says a couple months at home and then he'll get promoted. Yeah, I just said that. Okay, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> that I think so sometimes quick, you, cause I, you, you're trying to read and you're trying to, like understand what's going on while I'm talking. <laughs> yep, I do. I, I exact. I tune you out yep. and I focus on what I'm doing and yep. then, I, then I don't listen to what you say. Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. And exactly. then um, Thomas is, is, is informing, sorry, William is informing. I, I did it because the actor's name is Thomas. Excuse me. William mm-hmm, is in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mr. Carson are informing Robert that he is going to um, be be going into the army and that he is the last footman so <laughs> they'll be without footmen and then Carson's like well we can have Lang do it he's fully capable yeah. of doing this <laughs> so basically footmen are are the are the are the employees that are allowed to be seen by guests because they like serve dinner and set tables and stuff right and they're like, dressed that's, really that's, nice yeah and they're dressed very nicely yes so yeah william is the last footman in the house and he's now leaving so now just a lot of a lot of uh changes or you know like uh things that they'll just have to deal with is gonna come up mm-hmm. um all right yeah and then i guess We've got lang got lang sitting in the in the quarters uh He's like shining something or cleaning something and cleaning something. You know, and so Brian's being a bitch. Brian comes in. She's like, you know, court, car, course, Carson. Sorry. Carson doesn't like Carson. Carson. <laughs> Carson doesn't like the smell of of chemicals uh, in the room when they're about to eat. Um, which I mean, I don't know. I mean, is, is that a, is that a horrible rule? I mean, who wants to be smelling chemicals while they're about to eat? I don't know. I mean, it's yeah, a, it's 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 a, it's a very strict rule. But, you know, I, I don't think it's a bad one. And I think O'Brien wasn't being mean. I think she was just kind of, like, give. I mean, she just, she she says everything in a mean way. Yeah. I mean, so anything I she does is, like, it's, like, weird when she's kind of kind-hearted in this episode. Right, yeah. Especially towards Lang, because uh, we'll kind of find out later. But she noticed his hand shaking, so she knows that, you know, something something's up. So she's like, all right. She's like, it's fine. Just don't just don't get mad at me when I, when I like, told, told you that Carson would get mad. Um, yeah, she's, like, weirdly sweet noticing his shell shock, and, like, um, you're like, what's up with that? So we'll, we'll find out uh, later. Find out more about that later. Yeah. And Mosley, Mosley comes in. oh, God. Who we now Mosley dislike even in. more than before because of his cowardice. Um, oh, gosh, he, okay. he yeah. is clearly sweet on Anna. Um, so he comes in super, bringing a like, book that he deeper. bought um, to give to Anna. <laughs> Yeah, he comes in, he's like, hey, guys, uh, where's, where's Anna? And O'Brien's like, oh, fuck if I know, what do you want? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. oh, could you just, like, give this book to her? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And, <laughs> and, he, just, and he just leaves. Um, and I don't know, Ethel's also, like, just being weird yeah. around, uh, around Lang as well. I don't, like... <laughs> I think she's just excited, and she might have a crush on him. I don't know. Okay. She might be excited to just have somebody new around, and she's just really mouthy, you know. Yeah, she likes to she likes to have a say in things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mosley leaves the book, 
And uh, Ethel is looking at it. She's like, oh, I wonder what this is about. And uh, O'Brien's like, he obviously likes Anna. Don't be dim. (laughs) (laughs) And oh, and Cora's talking to Mr. Clarkson, uh, the doctor guy. Um, Obviously trying to trying to have her way with uh, uh, to have Thompson. Thomas, sorry. Thomas, move over here. (laughs) What's going uh, on with your names? It's like me these days. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, dude. Uh, I'm just trying my best here. There's a lot of names. Yeah, there's Um, a lot of people. There's a lot of names. And basically, you know, Clarkson doesn't like to be told, like, what what to do. He doesn't. (laughs) He continues to be told what to do. Like, it's just like... (laughs) I mean, over and over again, we've seen this from this poor guy. Yeah, he's like, like, you know, m'lady, like, there's nothing I can do. It's up to the war office. And she's like, well, you You know, know, it'd be real nice if you could... If you could do this thing for me, and he's like, it's not up to me. It's obviously because a lady told him what to do, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, because um, later Robert writes to him, and then that convinces him to to do it. Yeah, sure, convinces. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. Um, yeah. So basically, as of right now, and and I don't, I don't know if like if if Clarkson, like, also knew, like, what Thomas was up to the last time he talked, because, you know, I think, didn't, like, Thomas almost kind of, like, tried to insinuate, like, hey, the family knows you. You should allow me to be in whatever position I want. Like, you know, be be in what area, like, to help with the war. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of like, it's not up to me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so uh, then we've got, uh... Let's see, who is this? Oh, or back the pantry to or Mr. Something. Clarkson or Mr. Carson Clarkson. <laughs> We're both uh, yeah, not doing yeah, good today. Mr. Carson um, and Anna, he's he has like a little a uh, fit or whatever. It's trying to open a, a bottle of wine, and Anna's like, "You all right, dude?" And he's like, "Shut up." <laughs> he's like, "Shut up, Anna! Don't ask about my well-being ever." <laughs> that just just reminds me of the, of our friend and friend just radio play of you going, "Shut up, Mary! <laughs> Shut up, Mary!" I love yeah. it so much. Uh, yeah, so he's he's obviously struggling, um, and he he goes up to serve the wine, and uh, and he like he kind of like trips over Violet, and Violet's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, he's like yeah, yeah, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm totally fine. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm the best ship shape, dear ladyship. Like, it's just ship, ship shape." <laughs> yeah, and then they, you know, start talking about having um, a few people over for dinner. And Carson's face, I mean, the the sass coming out of this man's face when they're like, why don't we just have a few people over for dinner? Like, you know, have Richard Carlyle over and have Rosamond. And then <laughs> it's just like... Yeah, how about Richard and <laughs> Rosamond and Matthew and his fiance and Matthew's mom and my yeah. and the neighbor and the... <laughs> and Carson's like, do you know how much work that would be for just me? Because I'm the only one who can do this right now? It's just like... They're like, it's not I that don't. many people, Carson. Calm down. Yeah, Carson is just, he is, he is so stressed out. Like, the most stressed out right now. Because he um, wants, he, like, really wants everything to be exactly the same way. Like, the, the standard it is when they're not in more time. And it's like, dude, that's impossible. Like, don't even try. Like, just everybody's accepted that we're in the middle of wartime. It's going to be a little different. Yeah, a lot of people have to make sacrifices and make changes in order to, you know, have things get along. I mean, I'm sure the the family would understand if you, you know, needed to ask for help or needed to 
have some other people come up and help serve dinner. Like, I mean, it's it's fine. Like, you'll get through it. Just relax, dude. Um, yeah. But nope. Not for Carson. Never. Um, they're just having some general chit-chat, but uh, then... I wanted to bring up what, what Edith, <laughs> Edith says. Edith what? says, yeah. Do you want me to play Edith... it? I, I, have yes, it on, I have it on here, right here, right here. Okay. Yeah. I saw Mrs. Drake when I went into the village. The wife of John Drake, who has Longfield Farm. No? What did she have to say? Apparently, their final able-bodied farmhand has been called up. They need a man to drive the tractor. Well, hasn't Drake recovered from his illness? I thought he was better. No, he is. He's much, much better. But he doesn't drive. So I told her I could do it. What? I said I could drive the tractor. Edith, you are a lady, not Toad of Toad Hall. Well, I'm doing it. <laughs> I love that Toad of Toad Hall. That was so cute. Yeah, we got um, We got some... Like, I really like Violet, and, and Violet, like, there's there's a scene where I feel really bad about for Violet uh, in this, because, um, you know, she has she has such strong opinions, and, mm-hmm. and some, sometimes she's got to get shot down, and she obviously didn't like this, but, you know, it, no one, like, other than Violet, no one else, uh, no one else said no, so she's, she's gonna do it. She's gonna drive this tractor, since she's so great at driving now, I, I would not assume that a tractor would be the same as a car but okay sure i mean it's i think this this it's a similar it's an automobile or whatever so it's kind of it's probably like similarly like with the clutch and everything that she has to like pull and shit like that you know that's um, true i mean it just it it's so hard to to realize like how much time had actually passed because i'm sure she's fine at driving now but we only ever had that one scene so just <laughs> by this point we should just assume that she's that she's a that she's a race car driver like it's i don't know she's a stunt driver like who knows i don't know All right, okay so have, then uh, edith is biking she's yeah biking cute outfit too very cute very cute I, I will say this is the most exciting um, episode with with Edith. I'll say. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! She really buggers it, doesn't she? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, because <laughs> I really had hope for her because I was like watching her do this, and I was like, oh, she's been really helpful. This is this is great. You know, she's not she's not being super selfish, but she's kind of is because she but she's helping somebody be. I don't know. Anyway, I was like, okay, she doesn't Ooh. totally suck. And then by the end, I was like, wow, Edith, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, her we find out she has mo she has a secret agenda and uh, it's it's quite surprising. Um so she gets there and she's uh she's about to get put to work, but yeah. more will come of that. Um then we're back in the kitchen with Miss Patmore and Anna. Mm-hmm. Um this is where Miss Patmore talks about uh, the letter she got. So I yes. guess um a son of a family member or something has her gone sister's missing. Her sister's son, her 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 nephew. Her nephew has gone missing. He's he's obviously fighting the war, and he's gone missing. And they just they haven't gotten any info from the military about what could have happened. It says and, that he uh, was you know, presumed I've... dead, so they're just yes. like not they're not giving her very much information. Exactly. So she confides in Anna, and um, Anna's like, "How about you ask a How about you ask a Robert? He knows people. They could figure it out." Yeah. Um, she's like, oh, I don't want to want to bother him. And she's like, why not? Just do it. And she's like, like all this right. Is your, yeah, your nephew. Like, you want to know. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, we've got Ethel, Ethel Lang and O'Brien back in the, in the 
common area again. He's uh, Lang is is sewing. He is very good at sewing, apparently. His mother had taught him. Ethel is, like, and, um, saying, like, the sweetest thing. She's like, you're so good at this. You should do this for your actual job. There's nothing you can't do, Lang. <laughs> like, she's, like, totally doting on him. She is. Ethel was, like... <laughs> Ethel was being almost kind of creepy. She was, she was like, oh, just just think what else those hands could do. Yeah, like, what the fuck, <laughs> Ethel? Like, that's a weird thing to say. real weird about it. I know. Um, and O'Brien was, was actually being very sweet. She was like, she was like, well, you have a really great talent. And he's like, thank you, and whatever. And then Carson comes in. Carson's in a fever. He's just like, there's so much shit to do. We have no one working. <laughs> what the fuck? He's so like, fucking red. You know, he's just like, <laughs> oh... <laughs> He is just, he is just livid. And he's like, Lang, dear, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this because I don't like you and you probably can't do the job. Uh, but I don't have any faith in you, but you're going to have to serve. <laughs> and he's, he's very and nervous Lang's like, for Lang. me? And he's like, yes, you, you have to do this. Yeah, exactly. You have to do this. Um, like, do you see another man? We need you. You're the only other man. <laughs> None of these ladies can be seen up there. They must be invisible. I know. It's like, um, dude, let the ladies do it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, they know what they're and, doing, and, and too. Yeah, and O'Brien can obviously see that, you know, Lang's very nervous about it. Um, so this is, uh, this, this can only go great. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, this Mrs. Patmore, Patmore who I want to call Robert. I want to call Mrs. Pot, her. I want to call her Mrs. Potts like so much. Um, she, <gasps> she because she also says that her <laughs> her what her nephew's name is Archibald Philpotts, and it's just like Ooh. what a name! Wow, Archibald Philpotts. That is quite the name. She's basically quite Mrs. Potts. She is. She's basically Mrs. Potts. Um, so she asks uh, Robert, uh, who very graciously says, "Of course he would. He would ask about it." Um, but you know, he's like, he's like, "Yeah, no, it's, he's probably dead." And she's like, "Yeah, yeah but you know, we we want to know anyway." And he's like, "Okay." He's like, and, I, "I don't uh, know so why they would say this if he wasn't dead." <laughs> I know. I know. Right? Like, but whatever. They shouldn't have just um, said he died. Like, it's just, it's so vague enough to ask questions. If you just said he died, then it's like, it's over, you know? Anyway. Well, yeah, they know he died. Like, they could have just said died, like, just... Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't know, because, like... Why. <laughs> like, we know why later, and I guess... I, I guess I'll, I'll bring it up then, but, like, yeah. I mean, they, they know he's dead, so they should have just said he's dead, but, yeah. Um, and then we've got Mr. Oh, Mosley. He's back. Oh boy. He's always back. Oh. He's always back scurrying around. He's like a little... Um, I'll think about it. what he's like, because to me, he's some kind of, like, little creature. Like a... He's like a ferret. Like a ferret. Exactly, Emily. Like, <laughs> a, like ferret. a ferret. <laughs> see, um, see, we so knew we, we uh, would find his his personified, you know... Animal his persona. <laughs> yeah, his animal persona, exactly. Yes, uh, so he, he finds Anna. He's like, oh, hey, Anna, how's it going? You're hey, looking really Anna. beautiful today. I, uh, I, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <clears throat> I love you. Um, and, and he's like, oh, how'd you, how'd you like the book? And she's like, you just gave it to me like four minutes ago. And, um, yeah. and he's like, oh, right, right, right. Um, but she's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when I read it. 
Is this, is this when she brings up the book club or is that later? Yeah. She says, um, we should have a sort of reading club if we bring others on in on it. And Mosley's like, mm, we could do that. <laughs> yeah. Mosley's like, we should just talk about it. You and I together, like a date is obviously a date. I really like you. Let's just have a date. And uh, she's like, she's like, that'd be cool. Or we could, you know, let other people join and we could all have a book club. <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, no. I, like, well, you know, I'll talk to you later. I did think that mostly was a coward from last episode, but to be honest, he's really shooting his shot here, and, like, I gotta commend him for that. Like, he's trying. Like, he's not really making, he's not really scared to ask Anna out. He basically asks her out, you know? Yeah, and I mean, and now, and obviously, he's like, he's like, you know, now that Mr. Bates is gone, like, yeah. why, why not, why not jump in? Why not, uh, why not go in for the rebound? I you know? do, I do gotta say that because Mr. Bates was not in this episode, it was kind of, like, nice to not see him. <laughs> yeah, because when he was there, when he was in the, in the show, I mean, I'm, of course he'll come back, but I'm just like, the, the amount of times that his name would be said. <laughs> was just a lot. It was it's a just, lot. It's just a lot, yeah. It's like... Because it's... Anna has to say his name at least four times in one sentence. Like... Yeah, because she doesn't call him like, John. She she calls him Mr. Bates. Yeah, she does. It's... It's... Yeah. Um, then Robert tells Cora that he's written to the um, major... Uh, yeah, Clarkson. Clarkson. About, about, about Thomas. Yeah. yeah. And uh, O'Brien's there, and she's like, "We won, lady. We won." <laughs> He's like, a, "He's coming, what, Cora, because because I'm a man, and I and I messaged another man. Us men, we we know, like we we get shit done. <laughs> Thomas is coming home. Thomas is, which I don't understand why. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, I don't know why they're being so nice to Thomas because he doesn't work there anymore. Like no. he doesn't, and he he was basically and they didn't fired. like him. No, they they, they knew he was bad." So why are they being nice to him? I think it's just because he's a friendly face, and I think during wartime, you're, like, just happy to see people come back from the war. Um, Yeah. Anybody. And and then I guess my next question would be, would his his injury keep him from from being a proper footman? Like, I mean, if they truly needed a footman, like, they could just hire Thomas back. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, yeah, that's... That's a good point. I just think, I, maybe they will because they're just gonna get too desperate. Maybe. I mean, yeah, especially if Carson keeps having uh, problems, keeps stressing out. Yeah, but I think I think he will probably just stay as a as a soldier because he can still work as a soldier. He just can't be a uh, in in the in the trenches and stuff. He can he can True. work. So that's True. you know. He's useful, at least, to the army. So, Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway. Um, we... And he'll probably, well, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, Thomas uh, <laughs> Thomas comes up some more. And uh, we're back on the farm. Um, Edith Edith helped pull a, 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 a tree stump whole from the ground. A tree stump, yep. A whole tree stump. And uh, now, they're, uh, now they're hanging out in the barn, drinking some, what is it, milk? Uh, yeah, <laughs> what, what, milk and in the cute, like cups metal cups and she's definitely like getting really cozied up with this guy like they're they're flirting for sure um john drake her and john drake are really getting close and he's a pretty like handsome dude he's got like a nice like uh, cute um gap between his two front teeth you know and 
He's got a cute little gap and a cute little freckly face. Like he's he's pretty cute. They're definitely chatting like like they've chatted before. Like I mean, yeah. she she spoke she spoke about them as if she knows them very well. So like I don't I mean again this is the first time we're seeing them, but mm-hmm. they're they're talking as if they're they're already like very comfortable with each other. Um, and she's looking and at him so in. endearingly. Yeah, and then the wife comes in. and yeah. is like oh I brought you some food. Here's some you know nice bread and stuff and. She's she's super kind, but I I do think that Edith and this guy are sitting really close together. <laughs> like I don't think that they should be they sitting are, that close like, together. Really close. Like, like you're you're in, you're in a whole barn. Why do you yeah. need to? Like if they were sitting farther apart, it it would be a little bit more like. I just I just think it would be more acceptable. Not the fact that she's like a lady and he's just a farmhand, like a farmer. But it's just like this is somebody's husband. Like th- this isn't even right. Like. This is his lady's yeah, husband, I mean, right? Also, they don't they don't have like a they don't have like a drawing room that they can like oh I guess not. I don't but, like, think they, they don't do, have like a little but... like a kitchen like uh, a kitchen or like a like I a sitting know. area. I think they're just outside. Like, does it have I to don't... be in a barn? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and uh, we we got a mysterious uh, we got a mysterious uniformed figure walking towards the house. I wonder who it could be. Oh, it's oh, with Thomas. dark hair, it's Thomas. <laughs> oh, it's Thomas. O'Brien Brian comes sees out. Him. She's very happy to see him. She's like, "Hey, a cig. how are you?" Obviously, smoking a cig. Um, he's like, "We did it. Our scheme worked. We're look at us, so far apart, still scheming." Yeah, um, right. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Nothing stops these two. Um, oh, and here we go. We get to see. We get to see the wound on the hand. Oh Thomas yeah, is very proud of it. Like he's yeah. so proud of it. He's like, look at how um, awesome this thing is. This this saved my life. This thing, and you know, it I'm did. such a badass for getting out of the war. Like, look at me. I'm such a badass. Um, oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> he's such a creeper. Um, he really is. So he comes back in. Um, O'Brien's Ethel like is... almost teary to see him. She's like super excited that he's yeah, still alive. And she's he's... really happy to see him. Yeah, nobody else is um, though. <laughs> but everyone hates every absolutely everyone. And Ethel's kind of intrigued by him. You know, she think probably thinks he's very handsome. Um, she likes his uniform. She's uh, she's looking at him very, very endearingly. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know he's like, oh, where's William? You know, being being a being a tater tot, I don't know. I don't know what the hell this is. <laughs> like, Fucking tater tot. He's like, Emily, that's he's exactly like, what he's know. doing. I don't I know what that's it. supposed to mean. Like, that's so cute. God, that's a adorable. dollop head. I don't. I don't know what to like. You know, wow. Thomas and his usual, his usual uh, backhanded compliments or whatever, um, or uh, you know, just his his insults. Uh, and, uh, oh, and I, I loved Carson's, uh, reaction to him. Like, O'Brien's like, hey, we have a visitor. And he's like, yeah, what of it? Yeah, he's like, he sucks. Um, <laughs> he I, really I sucks. liked, I like what Mrs. Hughes says. Like, she responds to something that he says. She goes, we'll have none of your cheek, cheek Thomas. And then he goes, I'm sorry, I'm not a servant here anymore. I take my orders from Major <gasps> Clarkson. Yes. And Ethel liked oh that. She, she was, like, smiling at that. Um, and Ethel's like, well, you know, we're happy that we can all get get a higher life like you, you know, gives hopes, gives hope to us all. Yeah, but you're, you're oh, yeah, because, because Ethel was like, was like, where did you, like, like, he's like, oh, I used to work here, but not anymore. I'm better than, I'm better than all of you. And then he's like, <laughs> and where's Mr. Like, Bates? And then, awesome. <laughs> where's Mr. Bates? Oh, yeah, they say he's gone. And he's like, yeah. oh, I guess all the changes weren't, weren't horrible. Yeah. Placed by Mr. Lang, who's kind of, kind of crap, but, you know, he also is an ex-soldier, so, um, you know. 
Then True. we have yeah. some. Uh, we, have an, we have an arriving carriage. Yes, uh, somebody with a, who's with, arriving. With a very familiar face. Mm, very familiar. Could it be face. Jorah the Explorer? <gasps> Jorah the Explorer. <laughs> he, in fact, is Richard Carlyle, looking very nice in his uh, in his suit. We're referring um, to Jorah Marmont from uh, Game of Thrones, but of course he was in Dead Abbey way before he was in Game of Thrones. Oh, indeed, indeed. Um, everyone's out uh, welcoming them. Rosamund's here, too. They shared a carriage um, to the to Downton together. And uh, Mary's like, oh, what do you think? And he's like, oh, he just, he read his own newspaper. It would have been nice to, you know, talk to him. But, you know, whatever. I'm sure he's cool. <laughs> I know. He seems a little, like, straight-laced. He's, he's very much a, just a businessman in a lot of senses. He's a handsome businessman. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and very rich as well. And, like, a self-made man. Um, but yeah, self-made he, riches. He just doesn't seem, as we'll, we'll find, he just doesn't have that kind of romanticism to him. Uh, just, just the way he is. It's just his personality. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, Branson's about to about to leave when Cora comes out and says, "Go get Sybil right this instant. She needs yeah. to get ready for dinner." And Branson's and, like, uh, "She's probably like, busy," and she's like. Tell yeah. her she needs to come. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I don't give a flying fart. Like, go get her. And, uh, and you know, of course, the second second we, we hop over to the hospital, Sybil's like, I'm busy. Yeah. And, um, she looks cute in her She's really little, liking what she's doing. Yeah, her little nurse's yeah, outfit. Um, working really hard. Yeah, she's obviously really liking what she's doing. Uh, Thomas has arrived as well to work, um, in the hospital. Um, Branson's talking. I don't know what they're saying. Oh, um, basically, oh, he says he's just he's, like, he says back. you can take over for Sybil tonight. Yeah, can't you? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. And uh, she's like, okay, give give this guy some some pills. And, and we get we get a quick little flash of of a, a soldier with a bandages around his eyes yeah. um, on a bed. Yeah. And uh, of course, more is gonna come of that, which I wasn't expecting. No, was, I me a, neither. It was a nice surprise. It was a nice surprise. I did don't I did not remember this uh, this twist. Uh, mm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's nighttime in Downton. There's a whole hullabaloo, bunch of people over for dinner, as we explained earlier. Um, and I was just like, Mr. Lang is really nervous about this um, being a footman thing. Are you sure he can handle it? And she's like, Oh, he can do it. Um, it's like, mm, Can he do it? I don't know. He shakes a lot. Um, but Anna's yeah, got basically. her, you know, seems like she's doing pretty good, but. Um, Mrs. Hughes brings up that she has a broken heart, and, you know, she's like, like, oh, I'll be okay. Yeah, she's like, it'll be fine. She says, I know what real love is, and there's not many who can say that. Um, So, but she's just... Which is is nice to say. Yeah. I mean, everyone hopes to experience, um, have an experience like that, And, and, and yes, of course, if people go their separate ways, like, it's heartbreaking, but... You know, it's it's uh, it's good while it lasts, but you know, uh, it's been a bumpy road with Mr. Bates, <laughs> and uh, and I don't expect this bumpy road is uh, is uh, is smoothing out anytime soon. So, yeah. Um, so then we're we're seeing uh, Mary talking to Richard Carlyle in the drawing room and um, the parlor, probably actually, or. Maybe it's a drawing room. I don't know. But she and her milky white skin look super, super good in this, like, beautiful, like, beaded dress. Like, it looks like a kind of, like, a peacock on the front of it, but it's, like, black. I mean, it's, it's like, really pretty. Yeah. 
it's a really pretty dress. I love the, um, I love the very uh, flapper looks that we get to see, like, especially from Mary. She looks beautiful in them. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. And then we, we and, see, uh, uh, Miss Swire and Matthew come in and, uh, everybody continues to be bitchy towards, uh, Lavinia in this episode for some reason. They're like, they think she's like not as pretty as Mary, which is weird because she's like the same pretty. I, I don't understand. She's, yeah, she's honestly, she's honestly just as beautiful as, 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 as Mary. So I don't see why everyone's giving her shit about it. I, I think it's just mostly about, um, I mean, since, since they can't be mad at Matthew, they have to, they have to criticize his fiance. Right. I guess. They're like, but, you know, like, what they, is they Matthew They have to be mad at someone Mary. and it can't be Matthew. Right, right. Um, Lavinia's dress so is not the why. best, though. It, it is, uh, it's just, I don't like it. It's, it's kind of, like, poofy in the wrong ways. And I don't know if you've got to see a good um, look at it, but... I don't think I got a very good look at it. I like, mean, right when they walk where, in, you know? Right when they walk in? Let me, let me... I, I, it's just been playing this whole time. Uh, let me see. And, and oh, then it... wait. It, Here we go. It kind of cuts away to to Sybil and, and Rosamond. Um, and even, even Sybil's like, what does he see in her? Like, he's he's confused... She's confused, but then she's also confused why Mary has brought Carlisle there. She's like, why? What's up? Like, this guy is not part of, like, our lib- like our elite. Like, how how does that, you know, factor in? Why does she think that he should be um, in this, in this crew, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely lots of confusion, and we're kind of back to, uh, like, you know, when, when Mary was seeing Matthew, things seemed a little bit more simpler, but now that, you know, Matthew has a fiancé and Mary's mm-hmm. kind of on her own trying to move on and stuff, you know, where she's just kind of back to her old ways of just, like, you know, flirting and and courting and, you know, leaving people to the wayside. I mean, it's, it's, uh, and it's all just, a it's all just a big question mark. Like, what's going to happen next? Um, I am seeing this dress. <laughs> I do like the little, I do like the little see-through sleeves. They're pretty cute. Yeah, the, the sleeves little, are like, pretty uh, cute. Um, but yeah, the, the, the dress, I mean, I don't know if this angle just is very good either, but like, it, it's just kind of shapeless. Um, but, uh, it's all right. <laughs> all right. The, the, the gloves look a little droopy as well, but it's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, then best. Robert is telling Matthew that he was a part of that regiment that's actually just a farce and that he's, a um, um, a... What was the way that he says it? Oh, um, yes. He loves bringing this up. He loves bringing up his embarrassment. Yeah. He says the <laughs> word, he, that he was just a mascot. That's what he says. <laughs> oh, oh, a, a mascot? Yeah. Uh, but he says it. Mascot. He says, he uh, says I'll it. Play with, it. He says, uh, I'll play or it. Or he says it, he says it with an accent. Yeah. This uh, is what he says. He's promised to get me back to France when he's done with me. How's your new appointment with the North Ridings working out? Oh, that. It seems I won't be going to the front after all. I made a mistake. They only wanted a mascot. A mascot! That's what he says. They, yep, they, he did say it like that. Wow, okay, I didn't even notice. Um, also, I just kind of noticed that whenever Matthew talks, he, he kind of, like, lingers his mouth open when he asks a question, he does this a lot where he, he asks a question and then he'll just like keep his mouth open to hear the answer. Um, so just, just, be, <laughs> I just like watching people's acting styles. I think he's got a very specific one. Um, and I think Dan Stevens completely 
gets better at, at acting throughout <laughs> his career as as he goes because at the moment he's I'm not gonna amazing. Stop pointing these things out because then I'm just gonna <laughs> see them from now. On. <laughs> I don't want to see. Them. I'm gonna look for Matthew's gaping open mouth from now on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm the worst. <laughs> it's like okay. Mr. Bates' is quivering he never, jowls. He never closes his mouth. <laughs> no, he never does. He really doesn't. It's like open all the time. <laughs> oh man. Oh, my ear pod came out. <laughs> we're fine, we're fine. Okay. We're fine. We'll just continue okay. after the, the mask it thing. Um, they're just um, talking about Jor- oh. Jorah. They're talking about yeah. Jorah the Explorer. Did you want to play this uh, scene as well? Um, or are you okay? Uh, let's. I need. I need. I need to restart it. <laughs> it's kind of just been playing through. Oh, okay. Um, well, do you want me to explain what um, Violet is telling Richard Carlyle here? Um, she's basically just like, so you know, you're in the newspaper business and he's like yeah i own several newspapers and she's like you know it must be crazy with the war right now um making sure everybody's interested yeah. in reading your newspapers and he's like i'm very very like the number one thing to me is is making sure that my investors get paid and that this that this um newspaper is popular like that's his like number one goal so basically he doesn't even really care if things are like like, he does not say the right answer, which is, like, journalism is truth, and uh, truth the truth needs to get out there. And it's like, no, like, whatever the readers want to read, that's what I'm going to put out. <laughs> well, yeah, because she mentions, like, you know, bringing people's spirits up, and mm-hmm. he's just like, I'm I'm just going to publish, you know, what what will make people read it. And, yeah. I mean, who knows? He could He could have, like, it could mostly be, like, rumors and gossip or just, you know... Like, whatever. Like, whatever people are interested in. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess to him it doesn't really matter. Um, So, yeah, definitely not the right thing to say, but I don't think Violet also really understands otherwise. I mean, mean, but, I mean, she reads the newspaper. She, well, does she not? I I don't know. Does she she get one one ironed every morning? She just reads the lady. I, I don't maybe think she, she reads maybe the newspaper. Reads the lady. I think she just reads yeah, the lady. So maybe she just doesn't really know. Yeah. Um, so everyone everyone must be getting ready for dinner because uh, everyone is in a fever downstairs. Um, oh, it is wild. Fer- fervor. It's a fever it's, fervor. Mr. Carson's like, a, do we have this? What's going on? D- is this ready? And it's like, dude, chill out. Everybody calm down. Take it yeah, easy. And Mr. Car- Mr. Carson freaking out doesn't help Lang because he's, all, he's already very nervous. And Mr. Carson's just like, don't fuck this up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was a good, that was a good like, impression okay. of him. And, uh, and Anna's, you know, just like, just follow him. Like, just, just, just go to everyone a- after him. Just follow Carson. And he doesn't even fucking do that. No. It's fine. He does it's not. Fine. It's fine. Like, because he's probably, he's probably very nervous. Yeah, he, and, he uh, is. He's like, start with, start with a uh, Violet and then move around. But again, he, he goes past Carson and, uh, and uh, Carson's like, like, get behind me, get behind me. He's just freaking out. He's just being... He's being a lot. He's being yeah. a lot, and then it ends up... Like, he ends up spilling, like, all of the, um... I guess it's sauce or something. Um, onto Edith. Yeah, no one's paying attention. No one cares. But yes, Carson gets to... Carson... I, I, don't, I don't know what happens 
I, I, I really am unsure of why Carson reacted this way, but mm-hmm. like, but like Lang was trying to give some gravy or something to someone and she's like, oh, no, thank you. And Carson's like, give me that. And he like freaks out and like tries to grab it from him. No, you know what? And he, then, what, what happens is what he, he Lang like brings it over to Rosamond and Rosamond's like, oh, I already got some. And then that flusters Carson so much, who's carrying like a platter of seafood in one hand. that He's like, I'll just do it. And it's like, you can't. You're you're carrying something else. Like, put that down first and then take the sauce because you need two hands for that. You know, it's like, because you need one to, like, pour it over and one, you know, it's like, you need two hands for the sauce. Like, what the fuck? Just, like, let him do what he needs to do. So then he picks up, he grabs the sauce, like, yanks it out of um, Lang's hands and it just spills yeah. all onto Edith's dress. It's, it's crazy. Um... Yeah. And it's just like, yeah. dude, no. <laughs> like, you shouldn't have said it so violently and, like, right next to everybody. You know, it's like, it's just a strange move for Carson. But then he has, like, a I know, because, like, attack. no one, because no one was paying attention. Like, everyone was chatting, doing their own thing. Like, who cares if Rosamond was offered gravy twice? I like, know. Like, fucking take extra, take extra gravy. Like, who fucking cares? And... And, and yeah, and, and because Carson's, like, running around, like, blubbering and, and, uh, and just shouting like he's making it more of a scene than it needs to be like it's just it's like why don't you just relax and then yeah and then edith is like my dress and um <laughs> i know what the fuck edith she said that and i was like you were doing then, so well and you care so much about your dress that you're not even worried about poor mr carson yeah. right now yeah carson carson doubles over he's he's having a hard time breathing or something and they're like oh my gosh call call the doctor get him to a room, unlock his collar. It's obviously too tight. And, um, and Edith's like, wait up my dress. And they're like, shut up, Edith. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> and, uh, and Carlisle's like, oh, what's happening here? And everyone's just gawking. And, and I don't even know why Mrs. Hughes had to react this way too. She's like, she's like, okay, ladies, I guess you guys have to help with, with, the dessert or something or dinner whatever no, the rest of the dinner this is like the first course like they're right, like well the exactly. first course is buggered we gotta work on the second course now um we basically like you ladies have to do it like it's so she gives a job to everybody she's like you know daisy you do this Anna, you do this and it's like uh lang you clean up and then o'brien's like i'll, I'll do it <laughs> like lang do nothing um which is kind of nice because she kind of like looks she's like it's nice to lang she's like i'll do it you know, because obviously he's he's having some shell shock. But anyway, they got through the rest of dinner. We don't get to see it. Um, Robert is just telling Cora about what happened with Carson. He didn't have a heart attack. Like I said, he was going to, but he's just kind of... He's just had, like, a little start. I think he was, like, a little bit too overwhelmed. And like I said before, his, uh, his neck is, like, too tight. Like, I think... I think it's just, like, choking him. You know? <laughs> like, he really needs to... Loosen up his buttons yeah. or something. I mean, maybe if it was like a like a panic attack or something. Like, I mean, yeah. if it wasn't a heart attack or like a or like a mini stroke or something. Like, I mean, what I think else? it was just like a panic what attack. Else? Yeah, which yeah. is like a heart attack, um, but not you know physically a heart attack. Just a just a anxiety attack, really. Um, yeah, and then we have Lang putting the outfit away, and he's we we start like we we hear like in his mind like the the bombs going off. So mm-hmm. we definitely from like right here, like we knew he was having some something was going on this whole time, and now this proves it, like because he's hearing bombs. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and so it's obviously uh, PTSD. Yeah. Um, and uh, O'Brien comes in, and she's like, "Yeah, I had a brother with the same with the same thing. It's it's very heartbreaking. I feel for you. Um, everything will be okay." She's like she she tells him to she tells him to not be here and like to not be working, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm yeah." I'm, I need to do something. I don't know what to do with myself. Like, I need to need to do something with my life. Yeah, O'Brien does um, also say that her brother died, and I think that they sent him back, and, and he is, he's died, I think, maybe in this war, um, possibly. So she's, like, kind of sad about that, obviously, and when she's telling Lang. Um, but, yeah, she tells him she, he shouldn't work, and he's like, what else am I going to do? And it's like, you know, I, I think, I think that, they're right on that front. Like, I think, like, if he feels like he wants to work, he should work. You know, it's like, he does have to deal with shell shock, but it's like, at least work kind of, like, distracts him, you know? Yeah, but I mean, at least be aware of his situation mm-hmm. so you can plan accordingly. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, it's not like he's, like, PTSD doesn't make him useless. Like, he can yeah. still do stuff, and, and he still has talents that can be utilized. You just need to, you just need to understand your your employees' symptoms better, like, in their, mm-hmm. in their, uh... Yeah, but I think their, PTSD, uh, like, shell shock really wasn't, like, a widely known thing until, until more mm. recently, especially with, with World War One. um... Yeah. That was, like, the time where people came back with the most, like, that they've ever seen, because obviously it was the biggest war to that date, so I think it just, like, shed a, like, put a light on that at least a little bit more than it did before. Right, that makes sense. Um, and then we um, see and then uh, we have a Mary. Mary. Yes, Mary walking down the down. hallway, um, going into Carson's room to see if he's okay. And then Carson gives her a bit of advice. Yes, he. Uh, do we do we want to play this? Let's see. Uh, sure. Do you have the? Um, clip? He's he's inquiring about Carlisle, and he's like, "Oh, will we be seeing more of him? Like, what's he about?" Um, and, uh, and, yeah, so he's just, he's just, uh, curious to know what's happening. Yeah, here, I'll play it from here. Let's see what happens. Okay, here we go. Maybe. I'm Captain Crawley. Is he happy with the changes, so to speak? I like this, like, clock ticking like in the background mm-hmm. it's like really quiet there tell him what's in your heart if you still love him let him know and even if he's killed and he may be you won't be sorry if you don't tell him you could regret it all your life long and what about miss swire uh, miss swire <laughs> <laughs> No one fucking cares about Miss Wyatt. I know, like they literally don't care about her. Like, oh, Bo, Bo Toff. whatever. Who cares about her? Like, it's like she's she's a person too. Yeah, but they're not thinking like, about she... anybody but themselves. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then Mrs. Hughes comes in. Um. She's like, oh, what are you doing down here? And Mary's like, oh, it's fine, whatever, I'm leaving. Um, okay, what's next? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Then we've got Thomas uh, um, visiting the blinded soldier. Turns out he was blinded uh, by some gas um, yes. in a lot of 
a lot of soldiers do not get better after they're blinded with gas, and he's, like, trying to... Thomas is trying to be nice to him about it, and this guy's, like, really, really, really depressed about it. Just the fact that he wanted to live and work on a farm, wanted to fish, wanted to hunt, and, and now he literally can't because he's blind. Um, and it's it's kind of... You know, it's obviously really, really hard for him to, to, to like come to that and, and to be kind of optimistic about being blinded. Obviously, it's not something that anybody wants, um, especially as a soldier. And, uh, and Thomas is like, okay, well, peace. Um, and then we have a nice, like, stroll of the grounds with Cora and Robert. And Robert's, like, not super into Richard Carlyle, but he's, like, okay about it. Mary is talking to Richard Carlyle, and Carlyle's like, well, I, I kind of had this suit made for this particular trip, and it turns out that I did not pick the correct um, fabric because he doesn't know the, like, the, the actual, what is it, like, the um, correct ways of the upper class. He he's, he's a sir, but he's somebody who does not come from um, the uh, He's not a lord or a duke or anything like that. He's just a person. So he's a commoner, as they say, I guess. Um, and so he doesn't really know yes. what the what the right etiquette is for the upper class. So he says like he got yes, the wrong. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't have a title, but he's got money. So it's like it's it's kind of a weird situation for him because he'll probably always kind of look look down upon in some way because he's definitely not at the same standing as as a lot of upper class even though he might be as rich as a lot of them um mm -hmm. but yeah i mean he, he's just really un, unaware of you know i mean he he knows he knows what a nice suit looks like and i guess he just assumed that a tweed suit would be for outdoor walking and, and it's just it's just a bit too hot it's a bit too thick like it's just he just doesn't really know what what fabric goes for what activity i guess yeah but he like kind of makes the he makes the argument to Mary. He says, like, you know, I think that you and I could be well-matched uh, because you could you could teach me what to do. Like, I, yes. I need this refinement um, to fit in with these people. So if, if I, you know, he kind of doesn't, he doesn't pose it exactly to her at this moment, but you can kind of tell, like, he says that, I don't know I don't if you, you could to, understand. You to teach me. Yeah, and he, she's like, well, you know, I... I I could do that. She she doesn't say that she couldn't. Um, he's yeah. he's kind of posing this to her as like an offer in a way um, that that she could be somebody who could refine him in in these etiquettes. Right, and uh, and Cora had Cora had mentioned to Robert that um, Rosamond and and Violet were you know talking about Carlisle and you know his 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 prospects for Mary possibly and yeah and now we're heading into that. She's just. Um, we kind of, we kind of learn a little bit more about Rosamond. Um, she kind of talks about her marriage and how maybe it wasn't a very good match, but, you know, she thinks it was like, he was again, a, I think he was a, a self-made rich man, mm -hmm. probably didn't really have a title, but, um, you know, she, she said that she helped, she helped him, um, to, you know, improve his standing in, in society. You know, Violet thinks otherwise, you know, she thinks you should probably just marry someone with, with the title already in the and the standing. Yeah, Violet, um, like, uses the example. She's like, well, you know, his grand his grandmother, or his grandfather was somebody who worked in the, in the mills. And then she's like, yeah, but his grandmother was a 
like a duchess or something. And it's like, she literally does not care, like, what the female line was. She just cares about the, the male line, you know? True. Yeah. Yeah. I think she just, like, yeah. really doesn't. So, so they're kind of at odds. Yeah. Like, it seems like the whole family is kind of at odds with, you know, whether they like, whether they like Richard or not. Because, I mean, he doesn't, like, at this point, he doesn't seem like a bad dude. He's just, oh, yeah, at the party, we'd also found out that Lavinia. That Richard Carlyle and Lavinia mm-hmm. knew each other. Yes, like they back were, in London. He knew her family or something, or there he was friends with, with her father, like, or something. Like, so, But there's some sort of connection there. That's what we did learn at dinner. We, uh, we missed And she that. says that we're more um, acquaintances than friends, so you know that she does not like him. Yeah, he he's like, oh, we're biffles, and she's like, eh, I mean... I liked one of your Instagram posts. Like, don't fucking push it, dude. Like, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, um, we're, we're back in the hospital. Yep, blind man and um, Thomas are having another scene together. Yes, this dude ha- has his bandages off. You know, his eyes look real, look real gross. They look real yeah, gunky. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not nice. Uh, he's got a cute face though. He's got a real cute face and curly hair. Yeah. Um, he's real cute. Um, but this poor guy, he's just real sad about, uh, you know, he's, he's really just pouring his heart out, heart out to Thomas, like, mm-hmm. just not really knowing what's, what's, uh, in the future for him. Like, he's still very sad about his situation and doesn't really know, really know how to go forward. And, and Thomas kind of opens up to him. He says, like, you know, people have criticized me for being different. You shouldn't let people push you or you know get to you like it's not it's not important like, yeah he you says you know don't who you are don't be the victim that's what they want you to be like don't like you you're in charge of your life so you can you can choose to not be the victim yeah exactly and you know he, he kind of tries to pry into that because he's like oh because people people will always get get me down for who i am and the guy's like what do you mean and he's like nothing nothing and we know why but, it's you know, because he's gay <laughs> I know. We we know why. He doesn't know. No. Um, but yeah, but Thomas is, you know, getting, he's getting close with this guy. He's, they're, they're making a cute little connection here and, and uh, they're forming a cute little friendship. Mm-hmm. He, he, he finds, he finds his knee and uh, they, they hold hands. Yeah, it's cute. Hold. Like, well, he just, he taps him, you know, he's like, I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. we see Lavinia and Carlisle having an argument outside where literally Carlisle is grabbing Lavinia's arm. Um, we don't really yeah, they're, know. they're making a whole spectacle. Yeah. And Rosamond, and Rosamond is, like, walking by hearing all of this. Like, he's just, like, he's like, you can't get away from me. Like, and I, don't, I don't know what they said exactly, but, you know, it's just, it sounded like he was threatening her or something. Definitely. Or he's like, he's like threatening her. her or something. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that he's got some dirt on her, or she's got some dirt on him, and they are not revealing it just yet. Most definitely not revealing it. Um, and we got Edith back on the farm. She's there for for another day's work, wearing a cute little cute little headband and cute little her, coat. Her outfit is really cute. <laughs> her little farm outfits are adorable. They're yeah. uh, she's she's drinking out of bottles with uh with. With John, you know, just just being pals, or so it seems. <laughs> and well, he's like, she's like, well, you know, I could get somebody to like, I could teach you. And he's like, nah, then you wouldn't be here anymore. So I think he really has an affection for her as well. And so we're seeing that she clearly has an affection for him, and 
he clearly has an affection for her. Um, and well, yeah, he calls her like pretty and clever. And, yeah. and he's, he's already saying that like, he'd be sad if she never came around again. And like, then so his there's... wife walks around and hears that, the, what he says about her, like that you're clever and fine and pretty. And it's like, Jesus, like, come on, man. Like your, your wife's like right yeah. there. Are you really going to say that in front of your poor wife? Yeah, and Edith, like, makes a bad joke, like, it's it's bad, like, she she really comes off as a bitch, but the wife is like, we should really be doing this before Edith heads out, like, Edith should be going soon, uh, we need to have dinner or something, or, like, something needs to have dinner, and she's like, oh, why can't they eat this, like, she tries to say something snooty, and it just comes off as bitchy, and I'm just like, Edith, you know what the fuck you're doing, the, so Yeah, stop. the lady says that cows need to be fed before dark, and she's like, maybe they can have a midnight snack, and it's like, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. You're you're, like, you're you're on thin ice with me right now, Edith. <laughs> yeah, dude, Edith, don't push it because yeah. you're already doing something bad. I already know it. Yep, already. Um, they were back we at the Sybil hospital. Sybil and Thomas helping. Uh, helping. Uh, what did you remember? What this guy's name was? It, his name is Courtney, uh, Lieutenant Courtney. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're they're helping him use uh, the stick to help him walk. Yep. Um, and and sense things sense things around him. Um, and, uh, Clarkson comes up, the doctor, saying, like, all right, this guy's, uh, this guy's mended, he needs to transfer to this place to finish up his, uh, his rehabilitation. And, mm-hmm. um, and he's, like, he's, like, I don't want to leave. Like, these, these two are helping me a lot. Um, because, you know, he's definitely formed a, formed a really cute relationship with the both of them, and he, uh, he really needs that support right now. And, uh, you know, change is, change is scary at this time. And, uh, Carl, uh, Clarkson's, like, uh, tough shit. You're leaving in the morning. Like... I mean, like really, just like really yeah. bitchy about it. He's really bitchy about it, but like I also see where he's coming from. There's a limited amount of beds, and like this guy can walk around, and like he doesn't need constant care anymore, but he still needs care. I know. It's like I, I understand know. where he's coming from. Like he cannot continue to give this guy a bed when he he's fine to go somewhere else. Like um, I, I I see where both of them are coming from. This is not a rehabilitation hospital. This is a direct from war hospital where the beds. That they're actually like using medication to save people's lives like every day. Whereas like I think this guy yeah. is he's healed enough that he he's not in life like he's not in you know danger of dying in anymore. Right. Um, yeah. And he's healed enough to be moved, so he can be moved. But yeah, it's so sad because this guy's just like both Sybil and Thomas like talk back to Doctor Clarkson, and then they're like he would be better here. Uh, and, and they even get kind of reprimanded for it in the next scene, um, where they're like, truly, dude, like, we would love him to stay. It would be better for him. He's depressed. And Mr. Clarkson yells at Thomas and is like, I don't care if he's depressed. He is able-bodied. He can leave, you know? Um, and it's like, it's so sad that, like, just what happens after this is just so depressing. Like... I I, f- <laughs> I know I, I know I feel it, it, it's horrible <laughs> so horrible. bad that they couldn't like put into this poor guy like that we actually do care about you you know like because I feel like they just didn't he was just way too depressed to um he just came well, and like um, like panicked almost like yeah, I mean the second yeah. the second Clarkson's like well tough shit you're leaving and he he probably like, he panicked yeah. like and he just. He's just like, well, what's going to happen to me now? Like, I, I was just starting to feel comfortable, and everything's just about to change. So, like, he just, he, he 
he panicked like and and that was not that was not a good he need, they needed to ease him into it yeah like really i mean they just didn't, they don't um, have the time like, that things would be okay yeah or, or at least allow like like thomas to travel with him to the new place right right like well, you know kind of just i don't know <sighs> but like there needs to be like an ease into it or something but yeah it was just it was completely we'll talk about it in a second because it's about to happen but yeah, emily that's just, it, that's the perfect world scenario okay but like even <laughs> today that does not happen all right like <laughs> We don't treat <laughs> we don't treat people with depression the same way that we treat people with like illnesses that are um you know treatable in a hospital like it's a, it's a whole lot different of a way of seeing things that they obviously did yeah. not value mental health at this time and you know we're, and and probably still don't like no, still don't they don't it's, this was 100 years that, ago <laughs> yeah and the fact that it seems like nothing's changed <laughs> I, I mean, that's not necessarily true, but that's not it's true. like... I know, it's not true. You know, but yeah, we still have a lot more... It could be a lot better, though. Yeah, we still have a lot more to do, and a lot... A hundred years have passed? It could definitely be a oh, hell definitely. of a lot better. A hundred years <laughs> is, like, so much time. hundred years is more than enough time for yeah. people to get their shit together, like, and to and to care more. Like, there's... You're right. You'd think. You'd yeah. think, unfortunately, but you'd think. Um, sorry, I can't help that I'm an optimist. I should just stop doing that. Um... <laughs> I'm just bringing you back down to reality, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. It's why I keep you around. Um, <laughs> all right. So we got we got uh, Carson. He's still in bed, you know, relaxing, you know, taking it easy. Uh, Miss Hughes comes in. Mrs. Hughes. Um, she's like, uh, he's like, oh, how are things? Are everything ready? And she's like, yeah, we'll, we'll manage. Like, don't worry. And, you know, he's like, can you just give me, can you give me the wine ledgers? I, I need some work to do. And she's like, nope, it's already been done. Go yeah. to sleep. <laughs> he already checked it. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, I don't want laying anywhere near it. He's so mean to laying. Like, oh my He's god. Such an asshole. I'm just like, leave laying alone. Lang is doing his fucking best, dude. Like, chill out. God. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm so pissed at people in this episode. <laughs> I know. It just... Ugh. People are just terrible. They're horrible. The situation is sad. Yeah. And I'll see. Uh, does anything interesting happen between uh, Mary and Rosamond's no, conversation? I, think... I, I, I think I think she says to 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 take Richard. I, I think I think that's what Rosamond says. Yeah, she does um, because she'd be she, a good match or something. That's her. Yeah, that's her like her official business, and she also does not give a shit about Miss Swire as well. Um, and then no. <laughs> then Mary talks to Anna, and Anna says yeah, something does. that annoyed me even when Anna said it. I was like, come on, people. You are all wrong. Anna's like, I'll never love again. I'll never love anyone <laughs> the same way as I did love Mr. Bates. And and Mary's like, yeah. well, you know, Anna, you could, like, you know, marry somebody else one day and have a happy, good life. You know, you know it, he might be second pick, but at least he'll, like, have a life, you know? That's something that you probably want. And, and then she's like, no. I, I don't want that. Like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be this heartbroken forever. And it's like, girl, I get you, but also, like, you gotta be realistic about this. You, every, <laughs> I know you really, really love Mr. Bates, but you just, you're gonna have to get over him at some point. You're just gonna have to move on from your life and, and find a different love. Not, not the same love, but a different love. You know what I mean? You know, you know what this has taught me that Anna and and Mr. Bates are perfect for each other because yep, they will both stubborn. never allow themselves to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. You're they're so exactly right. the same. Like, like she's like, yeah, people could people could 
could meet someone else and, and, you know, have a life. And Mary's like, yeah, you know, that that's true. Like, and, and, you know, she's starting to feel optimistic about it. But then, but then Anna's like, but no, that'd be terrible because you wouldn't love them as much as you love the first person. So like, why bother? <laughs> she doesn't, like, she thinks she knows love, but she does not. She, she doesn't she understand. Doesn't. Like, that's, no. you know, there's more than one person out there for you. Like, it's there's not just one person. Like, there is, you know what I mean? Like, it is... She, o- she only knows how to want someone so bad and to not let that other person give them 100% back. Because uh, yeah. if you think about it, Mr. Bates never gave her 100% back. He was, he was always second-guessing himself and yep. being like, well... Well, I'm a sad sap anyway, and I don't deserve this. So, like, it doesn't matter. Like, right. And and he wasn't even willing to to fight his his wife, um, like into a divorce. Like, he he wasn't he wasn't willing to fight her. He didn't love her enough. Like, I'm 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 sorry. If he ever comes back and and somehow <laughs> this this works out for him and Anna, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You're with not Mr. supporting Bates. their relationship he, because he didn't fight for it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. It's a different situation with Marion and, uh, and, uh. Yeah, with the and, rumor and, and everything. And Matthew. You know, Marion Matthew. Matthew. Excuse me. I'm sorry. It took me, out, took me a second to, <laughs> to really get <laughs> that one. Um, yeah, because, yeah, like, Mary's like, should I tell Matthew how I feel about him? Because that was the advice that we heard from Carson. All right. Right, exactly. Then we have the super, super depressing scene of uh, Lieutenant Courtney. We find him in his bed, slit his wrists so, so badly. There's blood everywhere. He's clearly dead. Like, there's no... (laughs) His face is, like, all purple. He, um... Yes, he has killed himself. Yeah. Um, which is very sad. And Thomas is crying, which is super sad. Oh, it's so sad. I feel so bad for him. Any any emotions from Thomas and it's, it's a real, it's a real breath of fresh air to, to, you know, see this man feel something. Um, <laughs> I know. It's so sad. And then we have, we have Isabel, we have Isabel there. Sybil's very pissed about the whole thing. And, uh, you know, they're talking about, you know, how we could have done this better. And Clarkson's like, well, I did everything right because I'm a dick bag. And, um, I know he's like, he doesn't even doubt it. He's like, well, he we needed the beds. I'm like, dude, like have some compassion. Just like a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Um, Someone and he brings died up the idea. because of this choice. Like you really didn't, yeah. like, you know, I'm not saying that you should have yeah. seen this coming, but it's like, this is kind of your fault. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and he kind of brings up a joke of an idea because, you know, he, he kind of, he kind of looks down upon Sybil because, you know, she's, she's here, she's trying her best. She, she's, you know, she's learned to be a nurse and she's really helping out. Um, and she's really enjoying her work, but he still like looks, he's like, he's like, you're never going to understand. You're still just a high class like lady and you're never going to understand like the, 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 you know, the horrible things that happen in war. Like you're never going to understand. Um, or, or, you know, you're going to be too emotional to, to decide what's right or something and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and he kind of like jokingly brings up like, well, it's not like people at Downton would, would, you know, allow spaces for, for the soldiers to rehabilitate. And she's like, well, why, what if they did? What if yeah. I could get them to? Yeah. She's like, and I could maybe so convince them to. Yeah. Sybil's like, maybe I can bring it up. Like, I, I don't see why that wouldn't be a thing. Like, we all need to do our part, and this this could this could help out. Uh, so more to come on that. Then Mary is um, saying the train goodbye station. to Richard at the train station, and he just plainly says it to her, I want you to marry me. Um, I think we would do really well together. I think we'd balance each other out. And she's like, well, don't you need to, 
you know, bring love into the equation a little bit. And then he's like, you know, I could. I could give you all the, you know, babbledy gobbledygook that you want to hear. Um, but, you know, we both know that that's not something that we both want. And, you know, I just don't think he really yeah, understands this that. Is more of a, this is more of a business. <laughs> yeah. It's more of a business exchange. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly more of a relation. what it is. I can bring you my money and you could... Bring me you your know, class. I, I'd obviously be getting more out of this because I, I'd, I'd reach a, I'd reach a higher standing in society. But uh, yeah, just a but tad. You'd have my money. Yeah, you'd have my money, and uh, and we could we could own Downton together. Like you know, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a win win mostly for me. But you know, it's a win. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I think it'd be a good match <laughs> for me. All right, bye. Like he doesn't even really care about what she like. She brings up the thought of romance and. He's like, well, you know, that could that could happen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, all she right. says, I'll think about it. Yeah, I'll think about it. And then we see the hospital getting filled with, uh, and and like this, like we do know that Clarkson was correct in that we needed to free up beds for it because they they just got a shipment of like a ton of wounded soldiers back. Um, a lot of them seem fine though. I don't know why they're all there. Like one of them's walking and smoking, and you know you know, talking and stuff. I don't really know what's, what's wrong with, with some of them, but you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's to, to show the gravity of the situation. Like Matthew's there and he's in, he's in his uniform and all the beds are getting filled and, uh, yeah, probably just to show how hectic it is. Yeah. I guess. How much they're trying to work and how busy they are and that they really could use that extra room in Downton for sure. Yeah, Matthew looks a little concerned about something. You know, he's seeing everyone come in and, you know, um, he'll kind of he'll kind of um, talk about this like observation later, like just him being here. He's he's very he's very uh, like distracted. He's like looking around like like what the hell? And everyone's like, Matthew, can you like help out? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> You're just Whatever. standing there <laughs> making space. <laughs> so can you can you do something about it? Yeah. And Branson kind of like brings up I kind of want to kind of want to play what. Yeah, like Branson like starts talking to Sybil. It's it's a um, little weird. So yeah, why don't you play it? Yeah, it's like a little weird. Um, here, let's play this. Cuz you know, we all know Branson's very sweet on on Sybil and he just he's uh talking to her. <laughs> Hi there. It's a little loud. To life before the war. I can never get back to that again. Okay. I thought it was a bit longer. Yeah, no. It was like a one, it was like two a... lines. But anyway. Um... I thought it was a bit longer. <laughs> so it's kind of an odd thing to say to Branson, um, who clearly is saying that life before the war, like, as in, I was driving you all over the place and we were going to have a, you know, sweet little relationship. And she was like, no. <laughs> well, yeah. Or like, or like right before, right before dropping her off on like her first day of, of nurse school, she yeah, was like, like you know, I her... love you. I love you. Right. Yeah. You know that I love you. And, um, are you going to run away with me? And she's like, no, what the fuck? Like, I don't have time to think about that yeah. right now. I got to learn a bunch of new shit. Like, yeah. He says it kind of weird, but I, th- I think he's mostly at like, he, he was kind of, he was kind of insinuating like, you know, how pot, like, like maybe, Maybe he thought things would possibly work out between the two of them before she went to be a nurse. Like, mm-hmm. like, cause you know, maybe she was, she was home, she was bored, she had nothing to do. So like, why not, why not have a little fling with Branson? Like, um, <laughs> but you know, now, now she's, now she is, she's important. She's doing good work and she's happy with where she's at. <laughs> 
Jacob Branson's like nervous I know. that she's just gonna forget about him because because <laughs> Sybil's Sybil's doing her own thing. Like, and Branson's just a dry. I, I I think this is gonna make Branson like like um sign himself up for the war or something. Like, I I think he's gonna he's oh, gonna do something. Oh damn, maybe. <laughs> like like he fe- he feels he feels something is gonna happen. Like he's like, well, well, shit. I'm I'm just here at Downton driving pompous people around when I when I could be doing something else. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he just. I, I I think that's gonna happen. I think that's what's gonna happen. Okay. Um. Then we have Mary find Lavinia in the uh, looks like a the garden near the hospital. And she's crying. And she's crying, and she's just she's just crying about the fact that. Matthew's going to be leaving again, but also maybe because of uh, the threatening that Carlisle did. I don't know. I, I wish she would have said something about it, but she didn't. So we, it's another mystery for another I wish she was going to as well. Episode. Yeah, I thought she was crying because of that. Like, like because Carlisle's going to gonna bring some problems for her. But yeah, but yeah, I, I was hoping she'd bring something up, but yeah, she didn't. Um, yeah, so we got to like, wait. Oh. You know. And then even, even Lavinia's like, she's... She's very dramatic. She's like, she's like, if something happens to Matthew, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna waste away. Like, yeah. I'm gonna, there's nothing for me to do. Yeah. And I'm like, really, girl? Really? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. I mean, she's, her emotions are really heightened. Like, I think it's, her, her love is going off to war, but not that he hasn't done this like five times already, you know, come and leave and come back, leave and come back. And it's like, it's harder every, it's hard every single time. And, um, Mary was gonna looking for Matthew so that he could she could tell him that she loves him, but obviously, basically, seeing a crying Lavinia in, in the garden wearing. is oh like God. puts her off from doing that very thing. So she kind of just is like, "Oh, Matthew, um, <laughs> I just wanted she, to see if you're the only to one who cares about. She's the only one who cares about Lavinia's feelings." Like everyone else is like, ah, eh, whatever. She's no, whatever. Just, just tell Matthew you love him and t- take him back. Who cares about her? Yeah. Um. I, I do love Mary's jacket that she's wearing. Yeah. This, this is my color. This maroon. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. It's very pretty. Um, and yeah, so Matthew shows up. She's like, uh, she's like, oh yeah, I was looking for you. And he's like, oh sure. Uh, what, what was it? She like, she hesitates a little bit. Lavinia comes out. She's like, oh, you're staying for lunch. She's like, no. Um. And it's like, what was you? What, what do you want to say? She was like, oh, I just wanted to make sure you guys were coming for dinner tonight. <laughs> yeah, she totally <laughs> renegs like, on it. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, things happen, you know, the war. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you get something else to do. And he's like, no, we're coming. This was yeah, a wasted just, trip you, you for you. You just crack open, you just crack open a puzzle and you just got to finish it. Like, you know, it's, <laughs> shit happens, man. Shit happens. Yeah. You just might not show up. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Like, all right, see you later. Don't open that puzzle because you're gonna you're gonna get hooked. <laughs> she's like, I'll see you see you at eight. I'll see you at eight. Yeah, and she's like kind of cursing at herself. I I feel so bad for Mary. Like she really, if Lavinia yeah. wasn't in the fucking garden crying, she probably would have told him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah. or if Lavinia was crying about something else, like maybe Mary would have not cared. But yeah, you know, you know. Okay, then we um, have the, the oh, last scene with Mosley and Anna. Um, Anna kind of tells it to him straight. She's like, listen, I'm uh, I'm still in love with Mr. Bates, and I'm never going to not be in love with him, and you should just stop courting me. I'm sorry, dude. It, you know, it's the only time when anybody actually tells their feelings for somebody, clearly. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to lead you on because I think, you know, I just don't think you're going to get anywhere with me. So, you know. 
Yeah, because I, I guess how how long from now was it since since Mr. Bates left? Like it's been a couple mm, uh, has it several been like months, a, a I couple? think. Probably Just months. Okay. Yeah, I think. I mean, okay. depending on when that first episode was, which they said, and I don't remember. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, which you know you feel bad for Mr. Mosley, but um. You know, I mean, she just, she had to, she had to tell him her feelings. I mean, she's not, she's just not that into you. She's just not that into you. She, she equates um, her love of Mr. Bates to if you had to send your child to the moon. Like. Yeah, what the fuck was that? What the <laughs> fuck, Anna? Like, there is, no, like, there's. How does that make any sense? That <laughs> seriously makes no sense. She's like, you know, what if you had to send your child to the moon? There would never be a day that you wouldn't think of them. I'm like, Mr. Bates is not your child. Like, there is a difference between somebody who you really love, and, like, your child. Like, what the fuck, Anna? You don't understand. He's the man who never fought for you. You know what? <laughs> this is a completely different situation. Like, no. yeah. The, like, when she said that, I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> She's so <laughs> really? weird. Such a weirdo. They belong together. They're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's All just... right, and we are back yes. at the farm oh, with fuck. Edith and John, what's gonna happen? Ugh. Oh man, this guy John. Is... John is extra smiley. You know what John? You know who John looks like? Oh. Do you know what John looks like? Well, who does it look like? He kind of looks like he kind of looks like Ewan McGregor. A little bit, yeah. Like a little bit, yeah. You know. Like a little, like just like a little bit, like a, like a um, like a B version of Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Yeah, like a B or even like a C plus version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anyway, so. Uh, all right. Oh, God. So anyway, this guy's like, I don't, you know, I really wouldn't like it if you, if you left. And then she's like, neither would I. I would hate it. And then he just fucking kisses her. And they I just go audibly yelled just go at the damn TV. It. I was like, no way. <laughs> Yeah, like seriously, so right, right, right with the open barn door, where the wife and, can see uh, them. The wife can actually see them kissing. It's like, no, 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 no. I was so confused about this from the beginning because you know I, you know this John's there and I like I obviously thought that that the lady was was his wife at first, but then when I kind of like started seeing Edith, like, act this way, I was like, I was like, maybe that's his mother, because Edith isn't this stupid. This lady's the <laughs> like, same age as him. It's not his mother. It's it's his wife. I know. I know. I, and I don't think <laughs> it's like, his sister, either, because her name is Mrs. Drake. Like, I think she's yes. the wife. Like, that's yes. it. I'm sorry I'm so I was just about so... <laughs> it, it's dumb. It's real dumb. Like, seriously, with... <laughs> they finally give Edith something to do, and it's just dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> I know she's she's only been bad. There's we've we've never seen Edith do anything that wasn't in her best interest at all times. Like it's she she yeah, does not yeah. know how to sacrifice. You know. Yeah, she's yeah. Unlike she's, her sister, she's the worst. She's the absolute worst. <laughs> and even like even Mary knows how to self sacrifice. She didn't tell like Matthew how she felt about him because she knew that it would hurt Lavinia, and she some for some reason cares about Lavinia. She cares about Lavinia because Matthew cares about Lavinia. And everybody else is like, no, she shouldn't, you know, but Mary's actually sweet. Like, she doesn't want to just do things for herself all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, she can be, um, the, the, the joke, 
I, th- I think I think my headphones are dying again. <laughs> All right, we're almost to the end, okay. so just listen. Up. I know. Listen up on your ear. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I do. I, ha- I have my phone up to my ear now. <laughs> let's, let's get this done. Yeah, this is um, like the second podcast in a row. I know it's it's. I don't I don't charge them long enough, and I don't. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to use use these AirPods just yet. Um. Okay. So, um, the, uh, what I was saying before is that, uh, that, that joke that, um, or like that mean thing Mary did with, um, with Sir Anthony was, was pretty shitty though. Like, uh, yeah, totally. Like that was so mean. I mean, that, that really kind of fucked Edith over if she was really interested. But you know what Anthony, fucked Mary but, um, over was writing to the Turkish embassy about her, you know, whoredom. Oh, that too. That too. You know, they <laughs> just, uh, yeah, they're both terrible. Yeah, they both suck. They're both. They're both terrible people. Um, Robert comes into the kitchen. He has news from Mrs. Patmore, Miss Patmore, about uh, about her nephew, and uh, he tells her, unfortunately, that he he is in fact dead, but he was he was shot down for uh, for trying to uh, trying to leave, yeah. trying to 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 be a coward and 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 leave the war. Um, yeah, it's pretty so sad. It's pretty sad. Yeah, like he. I guess he was really running is. away, and they shot him. <laughs> Like, yeah, basically. Oh, that's bad. And uh, so Miss Patmore is uh, pretty sad about it, but Robert's like, you know, your your sister doesn't need to know this. That he he's dead. Um, it's it's all anyone really needs to know. And she's like, okay. Um, and I guess that's uh that's the end of that. Uh huh. Um, mm-hmm. and what, let's see what happens at dinner. What's happening? Um, the idea that they're they're talking in the parlor room, everybody about making Downton a, a refuge <gasps> spot. So I guess right. where the, after they're in the hospital, they would go there to be, um, t- to further rehabilitate. Um, yes. I kind of want to play this because mm-hmm. like, like Cora and, and, uh, Violet kind of have like a little scuffle. Okay. Like a little scuffle. I think it's a ridiculous idea. Why? Because this is a house, not a hospital. But Granny, a convalescent home is where people rest and recuperate. But if there are relapses, what then? Amputation in the dining room? Resuscitation in the pantry? It would certainly be the most tremendous disturbance if you knew how chaotic things are as it is. But when there's so much good can be done. I forbid it. To have strange men prodding and prying around the house. To say nothing of pocketing the spoons. It's out of the question. Pocketing the spoons. Robert's in line, and we will make the decision. Oh, Cora's eyes are so angry. They're so blue and so angry. It's like she's got such a such a, a stern stare all the time. Who need not be consulted. Since you put it like that, yes. Oh God! That Cora was so harsh. She really I mean, was. Like, I mean, she didn't like the idea as well. I don't know why she she lashed out at Violet so so much, but I mean, because she didn't seem to like it either. But um, yeah, but yeah. she at least feels. And, and it's not like Violet wasn't consulted. Like she was in the room when they were talking about it. But like <laughs> you know, now Robert and and Cora need to talk about it because it is their house and. Uh, I think it'd be a great idea. I think Violet was uh, 
was being mean about them being pickpockets and, you know, and messing up the house. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Um, definitely. I'm, you know, e- even if a few spoons spoons get taken, who cares? You could pay for them. Well, she she cares. She, she, she dearly cares. <laughs> yeah. She put her she put um, her cane down. She really cares. She, she yeah, she 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 uh she stomped her cane. She was like she's like enough. Enough. Um then we have Matthew and Robert talking in the other room because they're the only two men left in the world and uh they are <sighs> smoking their cigars. Talking in about what world. Matthew saw in the hospital and how he sees men that wish to just die a painless death, you know, a quick death on the battlefield. Um, but these men have to live in kind of a purgatory where they're, they're killed, uh, like not quite killed, but they still have to live with so much pain. Um, which is like really hard to see, obviously. Um, and then we have... And now as I watch, as I watch Matthew talk, mm-hmm. the, he the, never, yep, closes never closes his mouth. Nope. Nope. <laughs> You so did this. Sorry. You did this to me. I'm so sorry. I'd like you to know this. Um, okay, yeah, then we're back in the kitchen. Um, who's who's coming? Oh, William's in. He's got his little outfit on. Mm-hmm. He's got his he's very happy, he's very excited. Daisy's like, Oh, look at you, looking all looking all proper, like a soldier. Um and uh, William's like, oh, you know, can give me a kiss. She's like, oh, hey, maybe not. <laughs> Mrs. Patmore's like, don't do that right now. Um, yeah, this is not the time or the place. She needs to be. She needs to be doing shit. Um, and uh, William's real cute. He asks. Uh, he asks her for a picture. Yeah. So he could take it with her. Take yeah. Him, take it with him. And uh, she's like, oh, I don't. I don't have one. And he's like, well, can you get one? <laughs> he's like, literally on your day off, go go pay 50 pounds to get a picture taken of yourself. Um, <laughs> is that much? I don't know, but you know what I'm... I, I'm just, Jeez. you know, it's extrapolating here, but I think he should have at least been like, I'm going to give you some money for it, because he doesn't even say that. No one, no one in the, no one in the house is a is a secret artist. Can't, why can't someone just sketch sketch Daisy real quick? Won't be sure as good Daisy. as a photo, Emily. Come on, just Maybe. just stick a bun on a, on a mouse face and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you'll he'll 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 see he'll see the resemblance. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Somebody knit a little mouse with a bun on him to be like this yeah, Daisy, cute, cute little mouse holding little a mouse Daisy. Face. Yeah, it's Daisy. Yeah, holding a Daisy. There you go. Then it hurts her. Um, then William talks to yeah. Mr. Lang just about his kind of optimism going into the war. Um, and obviously Mr. Lang's like, all right, well, good luck to you, man. He's like, clearly does not understand what he's in for. Like, I just don't think he really, uh, yeah, he's very, very, very naive about going to war. And obviously like, that's fine. But you know, Mr. Lang's like, oh boy, he has no idea. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad Lang wasn't like you know really uh, really harsh about it because I was really afraid that he was gonna be like, don't don't get your hopes up. It's gonna be a horrible experience. You're gonna hate yourself for the rest of your life. Like I was, I was really afraid that he was gonna you know. But I, I'm sure he knows better, and he wasn't gonna mm-hmm. he wasn't gonna say anything. But still, I was I was afraid that he was gonna you know make William not feel good about his decision. He seems uh, he seems happy with it. Um, it's a very dangerous one. Mm-hmm. He's really putting a lot on the line for uh, his country. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it uh, it's it, it must be done apparently. 
And uh, we're back in the drawing room, I guess, after dinner. Uh, Mary's dress is very interesting. It is interesting. I don't, it's, I don't really know what to... It's, it's boggling me It's a weird. Bit. I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely... <laughs> I don't think I like it. ...different. Um, it's kind of got, like, a top uh, a bodice that is small, so it doesn't actually, like, cinch at the waist, but it's like a bodice, so it's it's got an interesting yeah. shape. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, oh, they're talking about Edith. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know, she seems really happy. Oh, I wonder why. Mm. She was smooching. Because she's in love. She was smooching on C plus Ewan McGregor. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, Mary's being mean. She's like, oh, you know, farming. It's her new calling, I guess. She's, uh, she's a farmer now. And Matthew's like, don't be mean. Um, and I think they talk about, like, Richard a little bit. I don't know. They're just kind of, like, conversing. Kind of like, like, oh, are you happy with your decision? So, like, maybe. I found somebody that I really like, so I want you to find somebody that you really like. Like that. Oh, yeah, Matthew <laughs> says that. Like, Shut up, Matthew. <laughs> Shut up, Matthew. Shut up, Matthew. Um, it's crazy because, like, he was... I don't know. Like, I don't think he really understands how how she feels about him. And obviously, why would he? Because, you know, she was skeptical about wanting to marry him. So, uh, to, to him, she's, she's, she never really loved him in the first place, you know? Yeah, basically to him, he thinks that, you know, because Mary wasn't quick to say yes, which, if you think about it, Mary's never quick to make a decision on anything. Yeah. Like, I mean, tons of... Tons of people, like, show her how they feel. They're all very spontaneous about it. She's very, she's very methodical and, and strategic about, you know, her decisions. You know, she she's really thinking about her future and, and really trying to make sure that she makes the, the, the best decisions. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and can you blame her? No. So the fact that Matthew, like, just, it's like, oh, well, she wasn't, she didn't say yes to me in two seconds after me asking for her hand. That, that means she she never liked me and she never will. Well, like, I don't think he was like, anticipating really? that, but I think it was the fact that she brought up the idea of, of like, just everything surrounding it. And, and it did already take her several months to decide, and then with the whole baby situation, it kind of just solidified to him that she doesn't love him enough. Because she wouldn't have hes- hesitated if she did, you know? That's true. Um... So then we're back with Daisy and Mrs. Patmore, and Daisy's like, well, I just don't actually love him. I can't, you know, tell him how I feel right now, can I? And then, you know, Mrs. Patmore's like, yeah, definitely don't tell him how you feel, because that'll just break his heart, and then he'll go off to war and completely die. Like, you don't want him to have a broken heart off in war. Yeah, and, and I mean, I can kind of understand where Mrs. Patmore is coming from, but it's also just kind of shitty to do that, too. It's it's, it's a really weird situation, because, like, yes, you want you want William to go in the best of spirits that he does his best, you know, has motivation to come back, and if, and he's, you know, he's been, he's been a sweet on, on Daisy, like, his whole life, basically. Um, this is probably the only, the only girl in his age range that he's ever met. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> ever, just, just ever, ever. <laughs> just ever, yeah, just ever. And, uh, and he loves her. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's, uh, it's tough. And cause but just, it's really shitty for Daisy. Cause you know, she, she really brought this on herself and, uh, for, for kissing him. Oh, she always brings um, things on herself. That's Daisy, right? She always does. So, you know, yeah. Lion so, is know. like I mean, half of is... her problem. She's always like in some kind of lie situation. 
Yeah. This is like the fourth yeah. time she's lied and we have to like see see her live with it. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> um and then and, and if she truly didn't feel the same, she shouldn't have been leading him on this whole time. I mean, like the the first time he like, you know, before he got called to the war and the cuz I'm pretty sure he's he's said things or mentioned things this whole time before mm-hmm. getting called that she could have said something. Mm-hmm. Like it's just that was just a one-time thing, William. I don't really feel that way, but like um, you <laughs> know, can't. has to be dramatic. She, she's, Dramat- it's hard for her to, I don't know, she, she's, she's just, she's feeling all these things for the first time, you know, it's like, she's young, she doesn't know what to do, she doesn't want to know what the right thing to do is, and, and all that. Yeah. Um, so, then we've got Anna and Mary getting ready for bed, and she's just kind of, like, discussing Richard Carlyle, and, um, that, you know, maybe he actually wouldn't really mind all of the this craziness going on and Mary's like, Oh, I'm going to accept him. And then they kind of have that, you know, she's like, do you think I should accept him? And Anna doesn't know. He doesn't say anything. She's like, that's not for me to say. So, you know, then she brings up the whole love thing and (laughs) the fact that she can't love anybody else (laughs) other than Mr. Bates. (laughs) So, Oh yeah. Is this, is this where she said it? Oh, I think it is. Should I just play it? I'll never love again like I like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll okay. just play this scene because I think it's, it's at least like a little bit of this scene here. I don't expect it will put him off. I'm going to accept him. Do you think I should? That's not for me to say. If you love him more than anyone in the world, then of course you should. It's not as simple as that. No. It is for me. Well, your life's just fucking simple, Anna, isn't it? Did you love Bates more than anyone else in the world? I did. I do. I'll never love again like I love him. There you are then. One day you'll meet someone else and you'll marry. Perhaps it'll be second best, but it doesn't mean you can't have a life. I think it does for me. Oh, Anna. So dramatic. She's the worst. Are you sure you should be doing this? Person? You know, we say that in every episode, like every single scene. Oh, she's the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> over and over again. They're the worst. They're the worst. We're almost oh, done. We're at the gosh. very end of this We're episode. So close. Um, We're so close. Uh, Carson. We're back at breakfast. We have the cute, uh, yeah. the cute toast holder. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I want one. I want one for my home. Uh, Robert gets some mail for Edith, and they say that they don't want her to work at the farm anymore because they're going to hire somebody. Yes, the um, Drakes, the Drake, uh, the Drake couple. Yeah, said, uh, said uh, we don't need you anymore. You've been a real help. Thank you, thank you for your time, but uh, don't come back here anymore. You hear? <laughs> <laughs> get, come on, get, get, get. Uh, okay, if I am the, you know. Basically, basically, the wife was like, if I see you around here anymore, uh, there will be hell to pay. <laughs> That's what she said. 
Um, and then they said that they're actually going to turn Downton into the convalescent home. Um, and Robert's kind of excited about it because he's he wants to be useful. He wants to be helpful. So I think it's definitely a good thing. And Edith is still in such distress that she she's told not to be able to work on the farm. And that's that's the end of the episode, everybody. Yeah. The, the uh, oh my god, the way that the episodes are ending <laughs> in this season are they're weird, terrible. It's been two episodes like, so far, and it's just been odd. They're it's, terrible. I'm like, really? That's how you end an episode? Like you'd Get think it would have some kind of cliffhanger or something. But. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm excited for them to start taking in soldiers. Maybe, uh, maybe Edith will start taking care of one of them that she'll fall madly in love with. That'll just be the end of Edith. <laughs> Oh, never. She's too dramatic. We we got to keep her around. Oh, God, really? <laughs> okay. So I guess so. I guess so. All right. We've been talking for an hour and 40 minutes about this episode. Um, <laughs> I. What else is new? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give this episode. Uh, what do you rate? What do you rate this yeah, episode? I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, I didn't love this episode. I thought, I mean, it was fine. Like, I, you know, it was like a mid... Yeah, I, I didn't love it either. It's, it's just, uh, I don't know. I guess I, I guess I was, I was, uh, I was hoping for more gasps and, and shock and awe. Like, you know, just like, <gasps> like, I mean, I, I didn't scream at the TV as much this time. So it just, uh, well, I don't know. I guess it just wasn't as exciting. I kind of, I was, you know what it is? I was just mostly angry at people during this episode. And I felt, I felt oh, yeah. like there was Very no angry. me not being upset about the, people's decisions and choices. So I'm going to give yeah. this episode. I mean, definitely the, 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 my favorite episode was probably, uh, Sybil and Thomas helping that, helping that soldier out. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, mm-hmm. the part of the episode, and, like, that yeah. kind of little storyline. That, that was, was a pretty really good great part of the episode. Mm-hmm. And it, it made really us good. think a little bit more about something. So that was good. Um, but I'm yeah. going to give this episode five tractors out of 10 tractors. Ah, oh, go on the farming route. I was going to go the farming route. Um, <laughs> You said you said five. You said five. Yeah, five. Um. All right. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it. A, um. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, four and a half uh, spilled Edith dresses <laughs> out of out of ten, like you know, great gravy spilled on Edith dresses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, out, out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Lots lots of stuff to look forward to. I'm really liking the choice to uh, to turn Downton into a into a convalescent home. Me too. I think that that yes. will bring a lot of excitement. Yeah. Lots of excitement. Um, and I'm excited to see uh, to see what happens between uh, Richard and uh, and Lavinia. I'm mm-hmm. super uh, super interested in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> you can uh, you can comment below. You can do that on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search "All by the Popcorn" and uh, and like and follow us. Uh, if you want to rate and review our show, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. I don't think you can rate on Spotify, can you? I don't think so. Do don't think so? No. Okay, but uh, segue, we are on Spotify, so if that is a place where you like to listen to your podcast, we are now available mm-hmm. on there. 
Um, and if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, you can follow our social media. We have Twitter at by the popcorn and Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast. If you would also like to send us suggestions for future episodes, maybe possible future series once we're done with Downton, even though we have at least four more years of Downton to do. <laughs> um, but uh, there's, we're always thinking of the future. So if you have any suggestions, please email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Please do not email allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. We do not have the password to that, and we never will. We absolutely so never will. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Absolutely never will. So please, if you're going to email us just to say hi or give us any suggestions, email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we also have merch, and we also have a YouTube channel. Just search All By The Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to that. We're mostly just posting our um, previous audio episodes, but we do plan to use it in the future. Maybe some live recordings of episodes, like some, with some visual with some video i don't know maybe some live recordings i don't know the future is ours so um <laughs> we will talk to you in the next one all right bye everybody goodbye stay inside stay safe wear a mask goodbye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.